Our second scripture verse is our verse of the day from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 8. Let us say it together. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Decided to do something a little different today. Decided instead of a sermon to write a story with, I hope, the sermon within it. Thought stories liken themselves to the holidays and we're all getting ready in just a little over a week to sit at a table with our families for Thanksgiving. So I want to do a little disclaimer. I have no one in mind in particular in this story. However... I think you'll find in this cast of characters that we can all relate to at least one of them. So on the bottom of the page, you'll see the Kramer family tree. So if you've ever been asked to do a little history digging on your family, how it's laid out is our main character in our story today is Abigail. And she was married to David, who is now deceased. And they had two children, Karen and Kevin. And it goes on down the line. And so the questions I'm going to ask for you to keep in mind as you hear the story and as you take it with you when you go is what message is Jesus giving to you through this story? And 2 Corinthians 6.8 that we all just said together proclaims that God provides us with every blessing. So how will you bless the members of your family and your friends around your Thanksgiving table this year? A great question to ask on this Thanksgiving Sunday. And now your story. On the eve of Thanksgiving, the members of the Kramer family were as far apart in miles as they were in spirit. Some Thanksgiving, thought Abigail, as she lay in a hospital bed, having had recent hip replacement surgery. Abigail was looking up at the family photo that was pinned to the corkboard before her. She examined each familiar face. They were all there, all right, safe and sound, and most importantly to Abigail, together. And in the middle of the picture sat her and her husband David of 42 years. Their daughter Karen and her husband, their two teenagers, were there on the right, while their son Kevin and his wife and daughter on the left. The photo would be five years old on the next day's Thanksgiving. The Kramer family was posed in front of the dinner table at Abigail's home. Abigail took great pride in preparing the meal every year for as long as she could remember. This would be her first Thanksgiving off, and she was not at all pleased as she gazed at her hip. Hosting the family Thanksgiving meal was a labor of love for her. There wasn't anywhere else she wanted to be than in the kitchen. The table was always heaped to overflowing with at least one favorite dish for every single family member. Since that photo, the last time they had all been together was at her husband's funeral shortly after Christmas that next year. Abigail continued to host the holiday in her home, but every Thanksgiving has is typical of most families. Someone had to work or another couldn't make it from out of state. 
Yet her parents had taught her the importance of taking time out to give God thanks on Thanksgiving. And she was grateful to have any one, two, or three of them at her table. Life had simply brought its changes to each member of the Kramer family. Her daughter Karen, a nurse on the third floor of the same hospital that she now found herself in, had been divorced three years earlier. Karen had managed to rebuild a good life for herself and her two kids. She always took time out for her mother, Abigail, and it was Karen who had pinned the photo on the board in Abigail's hospital room. Karen had snuck in while Abigail was taking a brief snooze, and when the various busy hospital sounds awoke her, Abigail discovered a note from Karen on her tray that read, Hope this little surprise lifts your spirits. Look up, Mom. Love you. Me. Abigail had always admired her daughter's inner strength and warmth. She was good. She was a good person and a good nurse. Caring for people was one of the things in life that Karen did best, even when caring for those she loved hurt. Karen's son, Jason, seemed unreachable no matter how hard Karen tried to understand him. Abigail remembered how angry her 17-year-old grandson had been at the time of his parents' divorce. Now at the age of 21, he still seemed to carry a chip on his shoulder. He was mad at life and had drifted through it since. State to state, job to job, relationship to relationship. And as Abigail looked into the boy's eyes in the photo, she prayed for an opportunity for him to return home. Jason would have laughed out loud at his grandmother's next thought, which was to sit him down in his favorite chair in her living room, tell him that she loved him with a great big hug, and then follow it up with a swat to the head. Give him a message to grow up. It was time now to face life, stop running and running and running, and come home. Abigail chuckled a little to herself as she thought it. She was all of five foot one, and Jason was six foot four. He would have had to sit down in order for Grandma to reach him. Once in a while, Jason would write her a note, send a postcard. There was never a return address. She filled his, he filled his letters with the latest adventures. Jason was a wonderful writer. He could describe a place so well that one could envision it in its exact likeness. He had a way with words, and Abigail had an old hat box tucked under her bed at home to prove it. It was her treasure chest full of every note and trinket that Jason had given her. After her husband's passing, some of those notes got her through. Someday, Abigail mumbled under her breath to the empty room. Someday, Jason, I'm going to give you that very box, and I'm going to make you read every word you wrote because you are treasured, and all your words are exactly what you need to hear today. Jason's had a little sister named Sarah, Abigail's youngest grandchild. She was the exact opposite of her brother. Sarah always seemed to know where she was heading, what she wanted out of life. She was type A. She was task-driven. She'd get the job done. In the photo, Sarah had straight hair and braces and youthful enthusiasm. 
that showed through the expression on her face, and it amazed Abigail that she had so much energy. Sarah was in a constant state of motion, much like her grandfather had been. When he wasn't working or volunteering on this or that, or over the church fixing whatever needed fixed. And Sarah was the same way, a people person, independent with a strong sense of family. She lived in Chicago, attending the university there, but somehow managed to keep up through calls and letters with every single member of the family. Abigail looked at the clock on the white hospital wall, and she realized that somewhere in downtown Chicago, her social work major granddaughter was in the homeless shelter serving dinner to strangers, and she smiled. Abigail's son Kevin and his wife, they were both pastors in a small town in Illinois. For obvious reasons, the holidays, oh, each and every one of them were spent a few days later. Abigail recalled the hard time she had given her son on his very first Thanksgiving, serving a church some 30 years before. It was now one of their favorite family stories. Oh, yes, they would laugh as Kevin did a perfect impression of his mother, swinging her potato masher in the air at him when she discovered that he had to go back to church to get ready for Thanksgiving service and couldn't even eat the meal that she had prepared. They learned, and Thanksgiving feasts came just a day later. You know, Kevin, he was the life of every family gathering. He had this incredible sense of humor. It was absolutely contagious. And Kevin was the family storyteller. And when he would get going, not only his hands would be animated, but his whole body as well. And Abigail couldn't count the times or the people Kevin had cheered up. His gift was his ability to instill hope in even the most hopeless of all situations with his faith and his humor. He and his wife were quite the team. And then the last face in Abigail's photo was Kevin and Carol's daughter, Debbie. Debbie was a fighter. When Debbie was born, she had a heart condition and endured most procedures and surgeries by the time she was five years old than most people would go through in a lifetime. In her late teens, Debbie had finally beat the odds. And Debbie just loved life. She appreciated it, having fought so hard to have it. And at the time of the photo, Debbie was just about to marry her husband, and now, five years later, they were enjoying their new baby daughter. Abigail had not yet seen her first great-grandchild, and she couldn't wait to hold her. Abigail went to sleep that night in the hospital, thankful for her family. Abigail's day had ended better than it had begun. She had had her mood she realized that the annual meal was not in the cards for the next day, so she nonetheless felt it her Christian duty to say a prayer of thanks for God. Abigail made sure to wait till the nurses were done with the making of their rounds so she could be alone. She then looked out the hospital window and dutifully begun her thank yous to God for each one of them. However, somewhere in the duty of reciting her annual Thanksgiving prayer, the duty stopped, and the Thanksgiving had really begun, as the stories she had recalled were still fresh in her mind. And it dawned on Abigail that each loved one had given her a gift while she lay in that hospital bed feeling sorry for herself. Abigail thanked God for her daughter Karen, 
her inner strength that was never in short supply despite any hardship. Abigail thanked God for her son, Kevin, his strong faith in God, his gift of humor. Abigail thanked God for the gift of her grandchildren, for Jason's way with words and his creative imagination, for Sarah's energy and determination to help others, for Debbie's lust for living life to the fullest. Abigail thanked God for the past, for her husband and their many years together. And then she thanked God for the future as she thought of the new baby. And while Abigail continued her prayer and gaze out the window, little did she know that the entire family was standing at the hospital door in stunned silence, listening to every word. They had respectfully waited for an amen, but as they did, each one was amazed at what they heard. Sarah had received a call from her mother a few days prior, worried that Abigail was depressed and hoped to gather the family to come for this surprise visit. And Karen reached her brother Kevin and his family while Sarah had finally gotten through to her brother Jason. And Abigail had no way of knowing that now they stood in the doorway. With Thanksgiving dinner and all the fixings in hand, there they stood, quietly, waiting for Abigail to finish her prayer in order to gift her with the surprise of dinner. But in fact, it was each one of them who received a gift. One can only imagine what each one must have thought while they heard Abigail thank God for them. It wasn't a random prayer. She called out their names and their talents, qualities they each possessed. And actually, the transformation was easily noticeable by the smile on their faces or the tears running down Jason's face. Each one was lost in thought. Kevin thought he was too much the clown when he should have been more serious, especially as a minister. There were days when Karen felt overwhelmed by her job, guilty that she couldn't give more of herself to her patients. Sarah was so honored to be mentioned in the same vein as her grandfather, in her eyes had been the kindest man she had ever known. Debbie was in awe that her grandmother admired her fighting spirit, especially when she felt it was her grandmother who was the fighter. But it was Jason who was affected the most. In all of his drifting, he had begun to believe what strangers had called him good for nothing. He had only come home because he thought he had to with his grandmother's surgery. Now he knew he had a lot to figure out. Abigail's gift unknown to her because it was in her second nature was to bring out the best in others and in particularly to them. The family was so engrossed in their own thoughts that no one heard Abigail's amen. It was actually a loud gurgle from the baby that made everyone, including Abigail, jump with a start. Oh, what a night it was. Kevin got going with the family stories. The baby was fussed over and held. The nurses buzzed around them to get to Abigail when they had to. Jason recounted some of his adventures. And to this day, that night, for every member of the family of the Kramers, is treasured, especially Abigail. To her, having them together was the gift. But even more so was the feeling that they were all truly thankful to God for the gift of each other. Of course, Abigail was so excited that she barely ate her Thanksgiving dinner. At least that's the way she would retell the story years later 
to her great-granddaughter, Abby. Abby liked to ask her great-grandmother, Abigail, to tell her about the night that they had first met. And great-grandma Abigail always began the story in the same way. It was the night before Thanksgiving. And it always brought its conclusion with the same storyline that then the whole family would say out loud. Abby, your great-grandma, must have ate cold leftovers for a week. But she's given God thanks, warm thanks for the family ever since. Amen. On behalf of the staff, we wish you and your families a very happy Thanksgiving. May God bless each one of you.